Season 1, Episode 13. On today's podcast, we are going to be talking about self-awareness and spirituality. It's a good week for me to be talking about this as I've been thinking a lot about where my children are in their faith and how I can help them to continue to grow. I'm excited to break down why this developmental outcome matters to young people. So let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. We've been hanging out at this youth development construction site for weeks now, and we are back here again today, pulling out the last aspect of identity from our toolbox. As we look at self-awareness and spirituality, we are going to be talking about faith and that natural process young people go through as they explore faith. But as you can imagine, there is so much more to this developmental outcome than just knowing Jesus. The Advancing Youth Development Curriculum defines self-awareness and spirituality as a perception that one is unique and intimately attached to extended families, cultural groups, communities, higher deities, and or principles. Self-awareness is really about being tuned into your thoughts and your emotions, how you see yourself, as well as how others see you. As young people develop this outcome, there is also a growing understanding that they are their own unique person, not a carbon copy of others. From a faith perspective, it also ties to knowing that God made each young person unique and has a plan for them. We want young people to be able to identify what they are thinking and how they are feeling. We want them to be able to identify qualities and characteristics about themselves that make them who they are, that make them unique. We also want them to know what they believe. One challenge I've often experienced in working with youth at this age is twofold. First, they do not naturally identify qualities and characteristics in themselves. In several groups of youth that I have worked with, when I've asked them to write down three qualities about themselves that they like, they are often unable to come up with three, and many cannot even come up with one. Secondly, many do not see their qualities or characteristics as an asset or in a positive light. This lack of self-awareness ties directly into their self-esteem. They are uncertain of who they are, and they may not see value in what they bring to the table. And when we look at the fact that young people are trying to figure out what they should believe, what they do believe, we know that this is a part of developing their self-awareness. However, the outside world will gladly drown out the ideas, thoughts, and beliefs of our young people while painting a picture of what they should believe. They also face pressure from peers and family to adopt the same belief system, the same principles, the same values that they have. And let's be honest, it can be easier to believe what someone else tells you to believe or to go along with what other people believe as opposed to exploring it for yourself or going against the grain. In looking back at the advancing youth development definition of self-awareness and spirituality, we also need to look at the different intimate attachments that young people develop. These intimate attachments and relationships that young people have, they connect to belonging and membership. In episode 11, I talked about the importance of a young person belonging and needing that connection. 
As youth develop a sense that they are valued by others, it's important for them to be able to identify why that matters and the ways in which they are specifically valued. And this is where self-awareness connects. In some ways, self-awareness answers the questions of what do I bring a value to this group? What role do I play? And how do others see me in this role? For example, if there's a lot of drama or challenges in a family, a young person may play the role of peacemaker, or they may take on the role of being a caregiver to siblings or even to a parent depending upon the situation. A young person would connect their value to what role they are playing in their family, and they would need to understand why that role is important to their family. In fact, part of this self-awareness is knowing that they have a meaningful place in that family, in that group. They need to know that they cannot just easily be plucked out and replaced. They need to know that they matter. This same thing happens in cultural groups and communities that young people are a part of. If a young person is an athlete, for example, they have a very clearly defined community with a very clearly defined role based on the sport or the position that they play. In the way that team interacts and connects with one another, it forms the culture of that group. However, if we look at a young person who is struggling to know who they are and struggling to find a group in which they can belong, they will also struggle to define what value they bring to others. And this in turn will impact their ability to define themselves, their ability to understand their own thoughts and emotions. That's why it is so important to be aware of the developmental outcomes that young people need. It takes an intentional focus to help them grow these. Young people need to feel this attachment to others and to be able to define who they are. When they lack the ability or the opportunity to attach intimately to others, this negatively impacts their sense of self. There are numerous research studies on why children need to be able to attach to others and how it affects them psychologically, emotionally, and developmentally. I can tell you on a personal level when we were fostering what that looked like to see a five-year-old struggling because he was missing a maternal attachment in his early formative years. It affected him and his behaviors greatly. And that was him at five years old, not even a teenager yet. The bottom line, if young people don't develop self-awareness, it will impact them negatively over time and it can snowball. Being self-aware ties into a young person's ability to accept the reality of the world and how they want to navigate through it. Without self-awareness, anxiety, worry, and fear can take hold of a young person. It's a negative cycle that youth can find themselves in and it is a hard cycle to break. That's why your role is critical in the lives of young people. Now, the other part of this developmental outcome is spirituality. Let's talk about faith or higher deities and beliefs. All young people will at some point explore who and what they believe in. In fact, it is natural around the age of 15 or 16 to begin to question what you believe in in terms of faith. As a parent, that can be scary. But it needs to happen as a way for young people to develop self-awareness and spirituality. And it also needs to happen so that a young person can make their beliefs their own. For a young person to truly know who they are, to be aware of their qualities, aware of their principles, their values, their beliefs, they need to know what they believe in in regards to faith. When my middle son Jacob was in the elementary years, he was the most sensitive child with a natural empathy for others. He wore his heart on his sleeve. 
You knew how he was feeling because you could see it and he would tell you all about it. But there was also just something you could see in him that showed how much he believed in Jesus. That belief in Jesus grew from the foundation that we were offering him. We would go to church on Sundays as a family. We prayed in our home. We used a Christian-based homeschool curriculum, and we talked about God. Yes, he believed, but in part, it was his environment, and developmentally, he hadn't made it entirely his own faith. Fast forward to him being a 17-year-old young man. In the past two years, he has been walking through what his beliefs are separate from what his mom and dad believe. Yes, he believes that Jesus died for him. Yes, he knows that having a relationship with Jesus changes how he lives his life. Fortunately, he has had a strong group of peers and wonderful male mentors who have walked alongside of him. I have seen him make this choice to love and follow Jesus for himself, no longer because that is what he thinks mom and dad want. He knows exactly whom he belongs to, and he knows who he is in the eyes of Jesus. This exploration in choosing for himself was a part of him developing a sense of spirituality, a sense of self-awareness. Now, this developmental outcome, and specifically this sense of spirituality, it isn't tied to one specific religion, one specific faith. It is the process of exploring and defining what spirituality looks like for you as an individual. For my son, it looks like a relationship with Jesus. For another youth, it might look like meditation and prayer. And still for another, there might be a spiritual connection by being outside in nature. In my opinion, this spirituality is really about finding this connection that grounds you, gives you peace, it gives you a purpose. It's about knowing how our world came to be and how we came to be here. It's where we look for our own personal sense of being okay in the present moments and knowing we will be okay in the future. This sounds a little bit like the mastery and future that I talked about in episode 10. Again, all of these developmental outcomes tie together. Not surprisingly, you can guess that I am biased that spirituality does connect to a higher power, and specifically to Jesus. Hence the name of our podcast, Jesus is my hashtag. I don't apologize for this bias. And at the same time, I also know that I cannot push my beliefs upon young people because they are still going to go through the same process of needing to develop self-awareness and spirituality, regardless of what I believe. Now, I do think that it's possible that young people connect with me or want to connect with me because I have a strong sense of self-awareness and spirituality. In other words, a strong sense of my faith in Jesus. It's the old adage of actions speak louder than words. Youth are often drawn to knowing about faith when they see it lived out daily. You might be sitting there thinking, this is all great information, Deb, but tell me something practical. How do I help young people nurture this developmental outcome? Here's six steps that you can take to encourage youth to develop self-awareness and spirituality. Number one, encourage youth to explore and to talk about their emotions. I am sure if young people were listening with us today, we could hear their audible groans. And maybe you are even groaning a little bit yourself. Not everyone likes to talk about their emotions. Let me be clear though, I'm not suggesting a therapy session or a group chat with the goal of walking away in tears. I am saying that one of the questions that we as caring adults as youth workers should be asking young people is, how does that make you feel? And then we should follow that up with, why do you think that makes you feel that way? Yes, these questions can create discomfort and even silence, 
But the more we talk and the more we ask these types of questions, the more it encourages youth to be connected to their emotions. And for them to develop self-awareness, they need to know how and why they feel certain ways. Number two, encourage youth to identify characteristics, qualities, and skills that they possess. Young people need to be able to identify and eventually articulate what value they bring to their family, to their groups, to their communities. We need to create ways for youth to think about who they are and what characteristics, qualities, and skills that they do have. If they're not able to list them, be prepared to share what you see in them. And as usual, I'm going to tell you to be as specific as possible. And sometimes having a written list that young people can look at when you ask that question that lists different qualities and characteristics, it can be helpful to them versus just asking them to come up with their own. After they have identified some things within themselves, we need to help them identify how these things actually are a benefit to their family, to their groups, to their communities. Number three, find the positives. This one ties into our last step you can take. Oftentimes, young people can be incredibly critical of themselves. They may actually be able to tell you what they think is wrong with them or what they lack much easier than telling you one positive thing or trait about themselves. Even for a teen that is fairly self-confident, it can be hard to get them to communicate in this way. I've been told that that is just really bragging about themselves when I've asked a teen to tell me something she was good at. We have to help shift that mindset that knowing what you are good at is bragging. And did you know that one way we can encourage young people to find positives in themselves is by modeling it. Share stories from your own life and let them see that it's okay to identify positive traits and characteristics that you possess. Another way we can find the positives is we can limit comparison. If you hear young people comparing themselves to others, encourage them to focus on themselves and how they can make an impact versus worrying about how they differ from others or worrying about what they lack. Instead, remind them that all young people are figuring out who they are, growing skills, and changing at the same time. Who they are today is not the end result of who they can and will become tomorrow. Number four, ask open-ended process questions. As youth workers, we have to be armed with the ability to ask open-ended questions that can help young people process thoughts, feelings, and even decisions. For example, if I ask a youth if they are struggling, they could easily respond with yes or no. But if I change that question slightly and ask, what things are you struggling with right now? I have asked a question that allows us to dive deeper and to start processing. It is in this processing of emotions, experiences, or ideas that we are promoting the development of self-awareness and spirituality. Number five, encourage youth to define what brings them joy and peace. As young people are exploring their own beliefs and faith, it is important to encourage them to start to think about what brings them joy and peace. This can help them figure out what grounds them, calms them, and focuses them. It ties not only into them being aware of who they are, but they are exploring how spirituality plays a role in who they are and who they will become. I can't say this enough. Young people need the space to explore, and they also need caring adults who are honest and can give them that space while accepting them as they do. Number six, keep them engaged and connected. I've already shared that young people need to feel that they are valued by others and that they belong. In order to help them develop self-awareness, they need to be engaged and connected to others, whether it's family, peers, a team, their community. 
Remember, self-awareness answers the questions. What do I bring of value to this group? What role do I play? And how do others see me in this role? If we want young people to continue to grow in this way, they need connection and genuine opportunities to explore these questions. That's why keeping them engaged with others matters. Those are six steps that you can take to encourage young people to develop this outcome. It's time to put self-awareness and spirituality back in our toolbox for today. And as you walk away, I want to encourage you to think back to when you first began to really explore faith and what that looked like for you. What age were you when you started asking questions? Who were your influences, good or bad? In what ways did they impact your ability to know what you truly believed? And how did they impact your ability to see value in yourself? After you've answered these questions, use your own experiences in what I've shared today to think about how you can help a young person develop self-awareness and spirituality. And don't forget to join me next time when we will start to go through the six areas of ability that all young people need. We're going to start with physical health. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 9.37 tells us, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.